is hot. All right. Uh, ooh, shit balls of fire. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Saylet. And we are a podcast for paranormal romance novels uh, and the enjoying and reading of them. Yes, and the and the and the enjoying of uh, reviewing them, and the reviewing and discussing, and discussing them. of them, talking of them, and yeah, the words, yes, all, the all words. of it, everything, <laughs> everything there. So yeah, welcome back to us. It is um, uh, there's snow outside. Just giving you guys a little bit of our our ambiance <laughs> and our environment. Yesterday was a negative eight. Yeah, about like as a high, it, as a high. <laughs> It was one of those, like, your face froze as soon as you walked outside the door. Super cool. Yeah. Which we haven't had for a while, so. True. It was actually kind of cool. Uh, I kind of enjoy cool. it. I did, too. I did, too. And this is funny, because yeah. this this episode won't come out until, like, June 3rd or something, so everyone's going to be like, be what the 97 fuck? degrees. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny listening to these episodes <laughs> as they come out, and they're talking, we're talking about all of these, like, past things. I know. Maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Let's talk about the future. It's currently 97 degrees. <laughs> June. What are we doing in June? Uh, um, nothing. I don't nothing. know. Nothing. We have done, done nothing. Probably. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Because, yeah, I do always, I always want to talk about current shit, but it is hard because then <laughs> I hear it like four months later and I'm like, whoa, that's dumb really? that we're talking about. This. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> like, in particular, and that. I know this is now going to make it even more ridiculous, but. <laughs> Just recently, one of our episodes came out that, like, was right after Halloween and, like, in the middle of the holidays. And the episode came out in January when everyone's, like, done with the holidays and, like, super <laughs> yeah. over them. And I'm like, man, that's annoying that we do yeah, this. <laughs> you're right. Okay, let's not talk about the current times of uh, happening. Well, at least it. not stuff that, like, isn't... Timeline says. Yeah. So, right? like, not the snow and stuff. But I have some, inc- like, current time shit that could still also be relevant in June. Yeah. So I'm trying out a new uh, menstrual cup, and it feels weird, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Yeah. That's so funny you brought that up, because I was going to bring up um, period panties, and I wanted to talk to you about that. Yay! Are we, so are we synced? Is that what's we? going on here? I'm not right oh, now. okay. <laughs> But I'm preparing for it yeah. for when it is, you know, I'm so, I'm, I'm irregular still. You're probably still pretty regular. I'm fucking clockwork. <laughs> clockwork. Yeah, no, mine is still not. But so what are you, what are you doing? What are you wearing? What are you trying? So it's a lunette. Mm-hmm. I remember like a couple years ago, I tried one called Nixt. And it was a very different kind of cup because instead of like the real cup shape, it was like a disc shape. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> And it, like, I, that's why I tried that one to start because it seemed like it was going to be like, I don't know, I always saw the cups and I felt like they looked really rigid and hard and like it would be difficult. Mm-hmm. And so I got the NYX and I fucking hated it because it, it was so hard to get in. So because it was really loosey. It was really like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, it, it's just it's soft and, and it folds and it's pliable, which it, in a way is good, but then in a way is really hard to shove in a tiny hole. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I can see that. It was the reason I tore the toilet paper uh, holder off the wall in my new house because I was attempting <laughs> to get this fucking thing in my body <laughs> and broke the house. 
And then I went, well, fuck this. Obviously, this is not working out for me. So I quit on it for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. went back to tampons. I was just like, God damn it. I'll just destroy the world one tampon at a time. Obviously, I'm not environmental and the world sucks. (laughs) So fast forward to two days or to like last week. And I knew my period was coming and... I'm almost at the end of a box of tampons and I was like, I just have to try a cup again. I just have to. I have to stop destroying the planet with my period stuff. So <laughs> so I ordered one because I, I don't know, I was on their list somehow, you know, <laughs> you uh-huh. click on something and now you start getting emails. All of a sudden you get, yeah. And they had a thing where I could buy one and when I bought it, it would donate a, a cup to a, like a women's shelter and in need shelter. And I was like, oh, well, cool. okay, at least if I don't like it, I've also given a one to somebody who might like one. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I felt better about that purchase because they aren't cheap. And if you and you have no idea if you're going to be able to use it or not. And so it's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. <laughs> so I got it. And then today I I try it for the first time. And I think I just need to trim the stem. But I can just feel it. Like, just feel it. And I'm just like, the tampon, at least I don't feel all the fucking time. So are you not supposed to be able to feel it? I don't I know. I would like that. to not. I don't know if that's okay. the goal. <laughs> So we need to ask Emily this because she is the one who wears the cups. I know. Oops, I don't know if I just told a, we just I just told a secret, the Emily secret to the world. Well, <laughs> sorry, Ems. This is why she doesn't talk to us about this shit. That's she knows exactly. we're gonna put it on the fucking podcast. <laughs> We've just aired out her literal dirty laundry. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, obviously, this is day one, so I'm not ready to like quit on it yet. I'm not that babyish about it, but I do think I'm gonna trim the stem to see if maybe I don't feel it as much. Okay, if it's not you know sticking out, yeah, being a thing. I would assume that it has. I mean, obviously, you know that there's like a foreign object shoved inside a part of your body that does not normally have things in it. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) while you're walking, at least. Yeah, that's the key. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't even know what they look like. So I am terrified of the thought of using a cup. I don't think I could try. I have this very weird fear that it's just going to get sucked up there in this black hole (laughs) and never be found again. And then yeah, it's just a big fear, a big fear of mine. I wasn't there an episode, I want to say, of the original Sex and the City where Carrie's diaphragm got stuck? Or was it Seinfeld? And it was Elaine. I don't know. I don't know. And you'd think I'd know the difference between those two shows. But obviously something. I feel like there's an episode of some TV show I watched in my 20s where somebody's diaphragm got stuck and it was like a whole day story arc and she was like panicking about it. And I think her friend had to come over and take it out. And I was like, well, that can never happen. (laughs) So I get your fear because that is literally... The idea of not being able to get something out of you and being like, and you could die because also toxic shock syndrome thing. Yes. Right? And I'm that's like, ah. <laughs> That's why I'm also weary about some of this, the sex toys, so like the vibrators that you could just stick up that, you know, mm-hmm. Benoit balls. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know how like, you get those out. Those seem absolutely I, like saying. they get lost. No, I know. And I know that they're obviously gravity is supposed to help. <laughs> <laughs> with the situation. There's but. twists and turns that something could get behind a wall up there and I not come back. 
dude, I'm terrified of ectopic pregnancies because I have problems okay, inside my body. That's a little bit but further. Nothing's that's going that way, far. Well, yes. No, I know. But my fear goes up that high, right? Yes, yes. So, <laughs> and I know that's ridiculous. It's not comparable, but still. Hey, it's all comparable because it's all like terrifying <laughs> things in your body. It's the unknown. You just don't know if you'll ever see that Benoit ball again. And the I first feel that I way about, about that, diaphragms. I was like, well, that's insanity. What is happening here? How is this okay? I don't know. I know. I don't. But and also, I just keep picturing, um, you know, those. they were really popular when we were young. It was the, like, they were almost always yes. Chinese decor balls that you would just, like, twirl in your hand. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a, a, basically a fidget spinner for our age. That's exactly right? what it was. And you just, the, yep. the two, and I just, that's what I picture when I, because I've never actually seen a Benoit bar or anything. Me too. So I'm just like, I picture those things up in your vagina. The really pretty, yeah. China, like, 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 yeah. Like, like beautiful, closenoid, closenoid decor. And I'm just like, oh. And they're kind of oh big God. and heavy. And I'm just like, yes. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. I don't, I don't get, I don't get it either. I'm just so, they're so fearful of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, even now, and I'm with you, I was looking for reusable pads mm-hmm. and the period panty that I was looking for. I think, it, I think it was the same company that you are talking about. What'd you say? It was Wix? Nixed? Nixed. Oh, Nix is the one <laughs> that is the um, K-I-N-X. Oh, can, yes, Sorry. yes. That, K- uh, that K-N-I-X. That's the period panty. The brand of cup that I tried before is N-I-X-I-T. Nix it. Not, I, I've been saying it wrong. That's on me. Oh, That's okay, me. okay. And so actually, I, mean, I have it in my cart mm-hmm. to buy like a, a four pack of panties to try it out because I don't want to wear pads anymore. I don't want to wear tampons anymore. I'm with you on that. I don't want to be wasteful. I'm just done with it. Yeah. And we've got to find better ways to do this. this and I, I don't want to try a cup. I just hey. can't. I can't get myself to do it. So I will yeah. not free bleed into panties. So it's <laughs> you know, and you know, to each, all their to each their own. <laughs> That's exactly. why there needs to be options. Exactly. We're yes. all going to have different opinions and different desires yeah. for dealing with this. And mm-hmm. I, I never wear just pads because I cannot stand the trickle. It oh yeah, literally yeah. sends me around the bend where I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> I can feel it. So uh, no, no, no. It's got to be either a tampon or a cup because mm-hmm. it's got to stop it before yes before it hits before i can feel it before you feel it yeah no totally i totally know how you feel well cool update next month well you know keep us updated because you've said this before i think even back when i died the first yeah. one you were gonna get your yes. panties and i did it i never did and we're talking like two years because that i oh, was yeah. still at the condo when i got <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then I moved in here and I was still trying to give it a shot because I was supposed to, the the packaging begs that you try it for three months. And I'm like, fine, Mm. I'll give you three months. And I hated it at month one, but I kept going. And then I broke my bathroom and I went, well, fuck this. (laughs) You did. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, it's been two years since that incident and the bathroom's still broken. I do not not have a toilet paper holder. I just put the toilet paper on the back of the toilet. And I'm like, everybody just turn around. You'll be fine. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. You know, that's when you, you know. know. <laughs> if Patrick wanted to fix it, he was here for two fucking years. He could have done it. I mean, and still kind of is a little Well, yeah, bit. I mean, he could still try to fix it. But yeah. <laughs> he didn't do it the first two years. I don't know why he's going to do it now. No, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so that's, see, that's a fun topical thing that we could talk yeah. about in our lives, but it isn't 
necessarily tied timeline wise. Exactly, because this can happen in June. You know, <laughs> you don't. Know I'm going to have, have another period periods. in June. Also, I'm sure, so. it'll happen. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Let me give you a quickie. Oh, and yes. And we'll get into yes. this shit. Yes. All right. So if you had to choose one movie to be the last movie you've ever seen, because they have now eradicated movies in the future, what would that movie be and why? Oh, fuck. I know that's a really hard question because there's a billion movies and their movies are fan-fucking-tastic. <sighs> the last one I've ever get to see? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I mean, there's so many different ways to go with this because I have like yeah. a list of just comfort movies. Are they yeah. the best movies ever made? No. But do they make me happy every fucking time I watch them? Yeah. Like the the new Jumanji with The Rock? Fucking love it. I will watch it a thousand times. Makes yep. me happy. It's one of those, that, like if it turns on, you just sit I, and finish I, watching I, the rest of it. You know? Mm-hmm. Or I just, I own it on Amazon and I just periodically put it on and I'm just like, I'm much happier now. Or, you yeah. know, Ocean's <laughs> 8. I fucking love that. You know? I'll watch it every movie. fucking time. Crazy Rich Asians. Um, but I don't think any of those I want to be my last movie, right? You know, I love those mm-hmm. movies, but I think the last, can I do a whole like series? <laughs> can it be like all the Harry Potters or, right? or like, you know, like the, uh, just, the Hobbits and the Lord of the Rings? We or, won't stop the movie. We'll just we keep just it going. We just keep watching everything like Marvel's ever movie. made and you just never stop in that way. That's it never good. ends. <laughs> I like that. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one because it doesn't end. I say that and I have watched like maybe a third of Marvel. So oh my God. I'm you should do them in line. I did that this summer, this past summer, and it was so cool. I need somebody to do it with me. I just. I'll do it with you. I'll do it again. Okay. It was awesome. I fucking love them. I love those movies. Yeah. I mean, I, I like them enough. I don't have a problem with them. I just, I'm also like, eh, I could also just read a book instead. That's true. But anyway, so I guess, yeah, I don't know. That's how, that's a hard fucking question. It is. That's my favorite movie. I don't know. See, yeah, I used to have favorite movies when I was younger, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. It was a, whoever the cute boy was at the time was, you know, like sure. my favorite movie. Sure. But not now. I think the movie that I would watch is The Boondock Saints. Really? I fucking Love I mean, it's a good movie, but movie. it's also hard for the end it's of movies. <laughs> it's the end of movies, the end of time. You know what? I know what I'd do. What would <laughs> you so do? so stupid. <laughs> I, w- I would watch Tenet. I fucking love Tenet. I've never seen oh Tenet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've I've easily seen it two dozen times. What is it? Who is it? Um, Who's in it? It sounds familiar. Jonathan, Jonathan Washington. He's Denzel Washington's son. And um, oh. uh, Cedric Diggory and uh, Robert Patton. And you know, I have seen parts of it. Yes. I fucking love it. And I know it's, you know, it's like any Christopher Nolan movie where people either are like, what the fuck is this? Or, or they love it. But <laughs> I fucking love it. And <laughs> it was a little confusing. Oh, sure. It was one of John those, David yes. Washington is his name. And he's gorgeous. He's mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. And I love him in this movie. So oh. I'd watch that. I actually want to go okay. watch that right in the fuck now. Can we take a break? No. <laughs> In a new segment, we're going to watch a movie and review it with you guys. <laughs> we're changing the podcast <laughs> we're entirely. <changing> it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Okay. So this episode, we have gone back to an author we really love, especially you. Mm-hmm. And it's Lexi Foss. And this we did Chasely Bitten, which is the first book in her Blood Alliance series. And we have a very specific reason for starting this series. Like one, we wanted yes. to read more Lexi Foss, but... 
Last year, the fifth book in this series came out, and it turns out the main character's name is Kalina. <laughs> it's my fucking name. So we have to get there. And I, we do. I think we need to discuss whether we're going to try to read all of them for the podcast or maybe just read them on our own and then jump back in for book five. Yes. Because yeah. if we try to do this, it will take five to six years. <laughs> It would take way too long. <laughs> Before we're even at that book. And it's that I think that it's completely doable. I think Reading so too. Other series of Lexi's you I mean, she builds these incredibly intricate worlds that you could talk about it just like just like if you were just to watch the whole series of Harry Potter. Yeah. Then you could just talk about it like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think that would be okay for us to talk about maybe the first like obviously mm-hmm. that's what we're doing what in we're this doing. episode. To talk about this episode. And then yeah, to read the next couple of ones and to then ourselves. to talk about them collectively. Yeah. And then just sort of give a little bit, a longer, I guess, clits notes of yeah. what's happened in the past four books. And then to talk about Book Kalina's story. Oh my god. I can't, I don't know how I feel about this already. And I am going to be really weird when we get there. <laughs> I just, it's so, it's so weird to see your name. To like, see my name. And I do not know that I can do the audio for it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do it. I'm I totally think I might lose my it. mind every time the person says my name. I'll be like, what? <laughs> Huh, what? what? Why are you? Because I never oh, hear yeah, no, yeah. anyone say my name who isn't talking to me. It just doesn't well, fucking happen. You might get she. She usually gets some pretty. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy the narrators that that she has for her books. I think it's the and same so, ones for this whole series. I think it's Sarah I, Puckett yeah. and Kale Williams. Yeah. So if you think about his voice, his voice is sexy sing as your fuck name. Up. Kalina, Shut up. all His over the place. His voice is hot as hell. Mm. Then you may want to listen to it. Mm. Just saying. I still think I might struggle with it. I didn't <laughs> even listen to this whole book. Just to be fair, I am in a super reedy kind of mood. Okay. And so I actually read over half of this book. And then, I, of course, I had to do the audio when I was like at work and shit and can't read. Sure. <laughs> so oh, I, so, so you, I, listen, you, you listened and read. I listened and read. Okay. So I actually have a really interesting take on some pieces that we'll have to talk about but i think first oh. i need to do the clits notes just so that people know what book we're talking about so again oh, yeah, yeah. it's chasely bitten we meet darius uh well we meet Ju- i don't know who we meet first doesn't fucking matter it's the story of darius and juliet we are sometime in the future an undetermined amount of time in the future and in this world vampires and lichens got really fucking tired of humans trying to blow up the world and destroy it <laughs> with all of our dumb wars so mm-hmm. they came out of the shadows and mm, fucked off, killed a bunch of humans, took over the world, and set up their own hierarchy, which is called the Blood Alliance. So the highest alpha wolves of the different packs, and then the highest royalty of the vampire courts mm-hmm. rule the world. They divide humans equally because they are now essentially just food, no longer have rights where we, we might be just animals to them in this in this world. So they separate humans into different kind of groups, ones that are more suited for sport or blood or procreation or mm-hmm. anyway, they're different needs, the different groups needs and what they have. And that's how the humans kind of get divided up by their bloodlines to determine like what, where they need to go. There's a certain segment called blood virgins they are you know men or women who are of this specific bloodline that apparently is very very tasty to vampires and they're raised from childhood with you know instruction in they're supposed to be very like well educated so that they can carry on 
intelligent conversations because they kind of sometimes because they're they're always purchased by members of the court and the higher echelons of society and some are used as like you know entourage i almost or, or like an yeah. escort and so they 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 come with them to court events and they so they need to be able to converse and so they have you know some of them speak multiple languages they know different history not history but different tech you know things so that they can talk and be intelligent and fun for conversation but they're also taught to be very submissive and very Mm -hmm. passive and that their whole life's purpose is to be sold at an auction sold and used bought by a vampire who will then Mm -hmm. choose mostly to feed off of you because your blood's so delicious but also use your body for sex and you might not survive it and if you do maybe you get to go back to the Coventus and train yeah. train the next generation of blood virgins. Yeah. Well, at least that's what they're told. It turns out we also find out most of them go into a breeding program. The ones that don't get killed right away go into a breeding program, obviously to create more blood virgins, and then are put on the farms. Anyway, it's a whole system that sucks if you're human. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Juliet. She's 22. She's been in the Coventus her whole life and trained this way, you know, specific modes of behavior and response and to be demure and submissive and never questioning. Don't look, you know, your sire in the face. Don't reference them. Mm -hmm. All kinds of stuff. She's up for auction. Darius buys her, takes her home. We get some conversations between him and his friends about how he has a long-term plan. We're not exactly in on it yet, but his goal isn't just, I'm going to buy this person for my Mm -hmm. own pleasure and self-interest. He does have something in mind and it's about being in society, like re-emerging into vampire society and taking on a political role. So he and Juliet start to try to get to know each other. She has (laughs) expectations that she's pretty much maybe going to get fed on and and fucked and Mm -hmm. possibly die her first What she's been bred to understand. So so she's a little bit apprehensive to say the least, but this is the way she's been trained and raised. So she needs to do this and whatever he says. And it starts to go south pretty quickly because she's all her super submissive self. He's trying to break her her training he's trying to break Uh her indoctrination because he does want someone kind of submissive but he also wants somebody who understands like he wants her to understand his mission so his mission is in the end to topple this current regime he and a bunch of other vampires and we find out some lichens don't want Uh they don't believe humans should be treated this way completely subjugated and like have no rights and that the hierarchy of the vampires also keeps a lot of their people in poor lower class yes. conditions so he doesn't like the system and wants to tear it down and he needs her help to do that anyway they don't fuck for a long not time right. not right away <laughs> not a lot because the longer he keeps her a virgin the more enticing she is to the other vampire yeah, members. Yeah, she still needs to use her for the purpose that he bought her for. Yeah, and right? so he, te- he keeps taking her out in public and everyone's like super intrigued. One, that he is even out doing yeah. social activities, but then he has his blood virgin and he hasn't fucked her yet. Like He's not touched her in that what way. What the yeah. hell? Anyway, so he's, you know, he's trying to train her. He tells her about history and how humans used to be in charge. She's kind of trying to come along with that, but she also is fighting. Essentially, her entire life has been a lie, and mm-hmm. but also it's kind of true. Like, a lie in that she didn't know this history, but true in that she still is property, essentially, and still yeah. has no choice in her life. And he tells her that she always has a choice. He'll never... Pleasure, you know, demand pleasure from her if she doesn't want to, but then he like does, right? I don't he know. still, anyway. yeah, no, he. <laughs> he's 
still does. It's a lot. I'm struggling. I have a little internal issue with some of the this book, the, the do- domination and submission. But naturally, because it's a romance book and it's what one we're reading, they kind of start to work through it. Like she has a big breakthrough when she realizes that he wants her, like if she works with him, she gets to be a part of tearing this down and maybe helping humans. So she kind of is given a couple of small-ish choices and she gets to make for herself and and she does. And then she becomes really attached to him. There's this whole thing about um, he's doing this ceremony called Erosita. He, he's making her... Mm-hmm. His Erosita, which is essentially like a mate and a soul-blonded mate. So he's feeding her his blood, which will then make her immortal for as long as he mm-hmm. lives. And she can sense his feelings and his emotions and hear his thoughts eventually at the end when they're fully mated. And this is giving her more power and kind of control in her life than she had before. So then they finally, you know, at the end of the book, they fuck. Yes. And he and he succeeds in becoming the sovereign. His whole political machinations. plan. Yes. Yeah. Succeed. This is phase one. He thinks it's like a 10 to 20 year phase (laughs) or like uh, or plan before they actually get to topple Mm -hmm. society. But he's step one in getting the right chess pieces in the right places of power. And so he succeeds. He's sovereign of this region underneath the royal Jace. Yeah. And how lucky for the people that he just happens to be a vampire who wants to overthrow what's happening in the world today and is of royal blood yeah just so lucky you know very good yeah yeah i am so completely biased because i love lexi so much and her writing and the stories and the worlds that she builds and i can see when uh, obviously because you and i talk about these books this is what we do <laughs> whenever i'm listening to these books i'm like oh kalina's gonna hate this or kalina's gonna love this and i just i just love because then i'm like i can't wait until we have the conversation <laughs> about that there were some parts of this books where i was like hmm, yeah no i don't like that so much but that's part of entering the fantasy world of it right absolutely and this is definitely um listed as darker like mm-hmm. when you read what yes. when you read Re- Lexi's page about the series and the different series she writes this she knows this is a darker series it's more challenging and it's you know yep. in the the relationship the roles the kinks that you know humans are not human i mean they don't have rights in this world so all no, of that's going to make it a lot more challenging and so it's going to make the relationships very unfamiliar and and, and kind mm-hmm. of difficult to read some people it's their kink and they love it more power yeah. to you you love subdom relationships awesome you're gonna love these fucking books or at least this one yeah. i don't know if they're all like this i struggle a lot with it especially women being in the uh sub submissive role because yeah. it's not just being in the submissive role but being in it without choice like if we were to read a contemporary and it was, uh, you know, a chosen lifestyle path for somebody, that's, yeah, sure. do it. More power fucking to you. And then they go off right. to their high-powered job or something. Awesome. You do you. But this fucking lady was raised from she was childhood bred into to be this was... killed by a vampire and, and to do it willingly and at, just please them while doing it. And it just feels, yeah. it's rough. That's a tough, tough choices I'm being made here. And I'm just like struggling with it. And he was like he did at moments he was really great because he didn't like it. And he like when she started bowing the first couple of times, he was annoyed and he's like, stop it. I don't want you to bow to me like that because it was it wasn't just a normal bow. It was a full to the ground laying your head on the ground. bow. Like 
uh, you couldn't get into a more submissive pose, right? Right. But he didn't like it. So I was like, okay, cool. He doesn't like this. We can work with this dude. And then he'd have internal thoughts where he's like, oh, but I just love how submissive she is. And I'm like... <laughs> he still can't help his vampire side. I know. He's like... He still can't he help it. Still like, he is still a predator. And so... He is still a predator. Exactly. And he has this agenda. And he's still... Like, he's trying to break her submission everything that she's learned he's trying to get her to unlearn but at the same time he still needs her to sort of play this role as this submissive so that they can get them to you know where they get to the end of the book so he has to sort of like straddle that that thing so it's like you know he he does he does get to play with her though sexually oh well yeah he fucking he's not he's not (laughs) (laughs) i i just um I think it's very interesting to write a character like that because it's like you want to like Darius and I don't hate him, but I think I'm going to like Jace a lot more. I hope I, I fucking like. like Jace more because he's uh, with Kalina. So fucking yes. Jesus. If I don't I like him more by book five, we're going to have issues. <laughs> I liked him in this book. Obviously, when you first meet him because you meet him as... He's just a friend. In the, yeah, he's just hanging around yeah. in this book and he's. I liked him too. It, I thought he was really funny and... I liked him better than yeah. Ivan and Travis. Yeah, they they were a little bit harsher. I guess they were much younger too, though. They're much but younger they vampires. They did refer to her as the sex toy, as the sex doll, the fuck, fuck doll, doll, or fuck doll. Over, yeah, and over. the fuck doll. Over. And I know that they were trying to help Darius because they could already see how he was very. He, he had this plan, and I don't think his plan was ever to make her his Erosita, just to have her do what he wanted. <laughs> but he wanted yeah. her, con- the whole time he did want her consent to do it, which is interesting. But then he basically fell in love with her pretty early fucking on and yeah. got really possessive, which is a bad sign because generally the sovereigns and the royals and the higher up of the court share yes. their blood virgins and their harems and their uh-huh. their par- their properties. Yes. And he's supposed to be expected to do that, to behave that way, because if they sense in him that he's falling in love with his blood virgin who they don't even mm-hmm. treat as, you know, see as equal – they will then also suspect him of being potentially like against the the core and against the structure because he was sired by a guy who hated the system. Exactly, it's complicated. It is complicated, and that's but what it's makes it so good. good. And that is why yeah. I don't hate this book. I don't hate this book. I liked the struggle of this book, and it was only because somebody as talented as Lexi wrote it that I think mm-hmm. it came off as well as it did. If this book was in the hands of a different author, it wouldn't. Have have played as well and would have been way more cringy and I would have felt very icky the whole time reading it but yeah. she really does write well and she has those internal like struggles for each of the characters in such a way where I can be like alright he's trying to be better <laughs> and he's fighting his baser instincts and yeah. he does do really sweet things at times where like he comes to her intent to like you know have a sexual night of fun and she's crying because she's upset about about something and he just holds her all night while she cries yeah so he does he good things her. instead of like oh well i don't give a fuck if you're upset you're meant to suck my cock so do it right <laughs> yeah there are still some moments where he's actually a lot of those moments because he like you said he he does almost instantly falls in love he he's just he's just very bad he's very bad at communicating it <laughs> 
And at, at the end, she has a line because like he keeps wanting her to do these things, but then he doesn't tell her what the whole night's going to be like. He's like, okay, we're going to go to this dinner and mm-hmm. I promise I won't share you, but you need to just be good the whole time. And yeah. then he doesn't explain the whole fucking thing to her. So she's sitting there going, what the fuck is happening? She's like, you said you weren't going to share me and now you're going to, you're trying to share me. And so she does, it's harder for her to play her role. Yeah. That she's supposed to be playing. And so at the very end, she's like, look, I'm gonna do this with you but you have to just tell me what is happening and it'll work out and he's like well I wanted your reactions to be honest I wanted you know if I told you what to expect then you wouldn't react honestly and she's like I'm fucking trained from birth to react a certain way so just tell me what I need like don't don't like tell me the truth tell me the whole thing Mm -hmm. and then I can school myself to act that way because that's all I've ever done is act that way (laughs) yeah but not if I don't understand what's happening like if you promise me one thing but then it feels like things are going a different way i'm gonna be really confused and then i don't know how to act like, yeah do i act submissive do i not like you know so she, i did like that and she really stand up for herself at the end and it was really neat so yeah i mean i think her mental capacity for somebody who has been raised for slaughter since birth is actually pretty good i felt like she should be way more of just an empty shell of a person yeah you know what i mean but she's she's a she's a, a strong character and then obviously i think that she's gonna play a big big part later on in the books oh i think and so you're too. you're right about lexi's writing if this had been portrayed by any other author i don't think that it would have came out as well and it's so fucking amazing to read her works so like from like the immortal curse series mm-hmm. and to read this one you kind of like it's just like listening to like system of a down you know that that's system when they're playing right yeah. but their music is different yeah and their meanings are different but you know that system is the one that's playing the music mm-hmm. it's just like lexi you know that this is her book yeah. even though the the storyline and the writing and you know all of it it's like it, the plot is is different that takes some fucking great talent i'm I yeah now I'm so biased though because she is by far my favorite paranormal author, mm-hmm. paranormal romance author, and this is my favorite trope. It's the Stockholm syndrome type of trope, right? <laughs> That's true. Right? This you is, do this fucking is love it. this. <laughs> I fucking love it. I was all over it in the fucking beginning. I I I mean obviously I have a hard time with like you know slaves and yeah. you know oh. just. <laughs> being just being, sold for sex and food and stuff but being owned is a rough place mm-hmm. to be as a person so but my comfort blanket here was knowing that lexi wrote the book yeah i know i kept going like okay this can't go too far right we're gonna be okay we're gonna be <laughs> we're okay bye and she's she, got an agenda <laughs> she i mean and and we did get into it pretty early on like and and seeing his you know his overall plan of like overthrowing this completely mm-hmm. fucked up society i'm like okay all right yeah yeah we'll get yeah. there we just we'll have to we have to work through some things and you know he's always very giving and pleasurable with her whereas most vampires bite to like hurt and cause pain mm-hmm. so that's a good thing he doesn't do it intentionally or i mean some of it but he doesn't he push it he 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 does cause a little pain but he does it with pleasure in a way that she likes he does things she likes it's fine yeah no i I think i think that's where he totally he kind of keeps the even though he says that she's got her free will he still has that control and that power over her enough that when he does tell her i want you to break from this mold he's still controlling her by telling her that like he's still taking that autonomy from her the whole time he's He's not very good at 
that, but... It's very... It's so interesting, though. Yeah, he's not very good at it at all, because he's like, I want her to be independent and, like, fight for herself and and break out of this mold, but I still need her to obey the things that I need her to do. I know. I know. (laughs) It's it's that thing where when you're in, like, certain relations where, like, I just want you to want this. And it's like, but that's not how people are. You don't get to want that somebody else wants something. (laughs) Like, 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 yeah, it's like the breakup. Yeah. I just want you to do dishes. I just want... Why would I want to do dishes? I want you to want to do dishes. It's not even that she wants to do dishes. He's like, well, I'll do dishes. Was. if you need me to and she's like no i want you to want to do dishes <laughs> why like, would i want to do dishes because you're a human who lives in this house and makes dishes you have to want to do them at some point um, i understand yeah, no. that arguing it's it great does, it it's is great. hard but but no mm-hmm. but that's essentially it because he wants her to participate actively in the bringing down of society and he wants her to mm-hmm. want that to for herself and for humans but mm-hmm. he doesn't present it in the greatest way and also that's a part of the, the book too is because he's learning also that and he has to sort of i i could see why he has to do it that way because he has to keep it because he has to still have these interactions with these other vampires right the other leaders of and yeah, so just the she other, still the, has to yeah yeah and she still has to play this role you know, and so there are times where he does falter and he goes and he's just like, ah, I need to suck my cock. straight up. Well, there's that. <laughs> we have to talk yeah. about that. I think the worst one is when he sent her to, I don't remember his name, but the the guy who he ends up decapitating. Yes. And yeah, I don't remember his name it's either. it's really still early. He's barely trained her and told her what the whole plan is. She doesn't know the whole plan at all. She only knows like that he wants her to work with him. And to kill him. And then he's like, okay, we're going to go to this party. This vampire is going to come and take you and don't let him bite you. Make a scene. And if you can, stab him. This is a brainwashed <laughs> human who has never been allowed to think violently about vampires her whole life. Mm-hmm. And you're telling her to stab a dude who's a royal or some kind of if he may not be fully royal, he's high he's in the hierarchy in the, the, yeah the class the high class of vampires and it's like only been a couple of weeks of her even yeah. thinking that her master isn't gonna kill her like you know <laughs> it's yep. crazy and so <laughs> she, she's in there and he's the guy's like i'm gonna start you know biting you and she's like okay i because that's what she's meant to do <laughs> because is that's to be what she fit. does and so yes. she just lets him almost kill her and of course darius saves her and kills the guy and that's the whole plan is this guy had to die and he, he died in such a way that was acceptable by the society because yes he, that they were he touched her without permission and, and i mean mm-hmm. technically there was a <laughs> there's a weird wink that happened so he thought he had permission but nobody saw it so darius could be like i didn't tell him he could have my blood slave <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's all wild and crazy. And then he was like, why didn't you stand up for yourself and kill him? And and I'm like, because she literally That's cannot so awesome. do this. Oh, my God. You have, like, that was the one piece I was really mad about. Because I was like, That's way too much to expect of somebody on like week two of finding out she might not die i don't know it was but it needed yeah to i was actually it did need to happen and i was going to be surprised actually if that had followed through and she actually did kill them i would have was... been surprised i was really because she kind of like blacked out a bit i was really <laughs> hoping when everything kind of switched like maybe to his point of view she would have had the knife in her hand like and in his chest yeah like yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. she did it her her survival she, instincts might be more yes. 
strong than she even she knows and they like kicked in as he almost killed her and she stabbed him that is she that's what i didn't wanted even realize it it didn't that happen was, that way oh my god but i wanted so that funny. so bad that was the my exact scene i was like oh this is a perfect setup to something like that and then he could be like oh yeah this is this this is it she's passed the test this is exactly what we need to do yes. to move forward with this agenda and it's it, gonna be yeah, fucking it would, it perfect. Would, it would show her her inner strength yes. and him, and they would have like been able to work from that point forward. I was really wanting that. I was like, okay, she doesn't yeah. think she can do it. She's not even gonna do it consciously, but her body is gonna reject this death mm-hmm. and stab it. And yes. then it didn't happen. And I was like, damn it. It didn't. I was like, when's she gonna go for the knife? Damn it. She didn't. But I get it. That was not the story Lexi was telling. Yeah, no. Lexi was we telling a different it. story. <laughs> This is Kalina's version. This is. (laughs) Would have been like this. Exactly. But it works out. It does. It, I mean, it, it does. works out. She 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 kicks some ass at the end. Well, I mean, she doesn't ever kick ass. That's not her thing. But <laughs> she does stand up for herself to Darius and declares mm-hmm. the things she wants. Like, she starts to find out more about this Erisina thing. And he still kind of implies that it's really she has to be faithful and loyal. Because if she ever gets fucked by someone else, it'll break the bond. And she won't. Yeah. It'll end it entirely. And he can do whatever he wants because it doesn't matter. And so, of course. And so she becomes very much like a little possessive and she starts she's doing like, I don't want shit. you she's, to do anything yeah. else. So at the very end, she's like, no more, no one else, just me. Like, I don't uh-huh. want. And that's a nice moment because it shows her kind of coming out and saying what she wants. That was for her herself. demand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's something that she hasn't been able to do at all in this book. No, you can't demand anything for when you're a blood mm-hmm. virgin. You just take yeah. what comes. So. Yep. Oh, okay. So there was. Uh, I think you brought up something before we had um, hit record, but he talks about how she orgasms beautifully. <laughs> so this is before, obviously, they don't fuck until the very end of the book. Yeah. But, but no, he starts pleasuring her pretty early on. Yes. And uh, does. yeah, and he's her very obsessed with how beautifully she orgasms for him. And then... <laughs> He does it for his friends, which was an interesting yes. night. Can we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about let's that. Uh, let's talk about that. I want to know how you feel about that because – let me tell you how I feel about yes. it. Yes. I oh, – okay. Who, who are the guys again? I can't, I can't remember Ivan and Travis? Trevor. Is it tra- Trevor? One of those. The two friends. It's a <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the two friends. The two friends. <laughs> so I understand the purpose of that scene. I know what he was trying to do because this is, like you said, this is something that they have to do as owners of slaves. They have to learn how to share, right? And yeah. it's supposed to be for both him and her practice mm-hmm. sharing her blood because the next week or something, one of the um, the sovereign or somebody, I don't remember who, is coming over. Somebody who's important and who expects to be able to, sh- to, to drink to share. from mm-hmm. uh, Darius's blood slave. And so Darius needs Juliet to be cool with it. And then he needs himself to be cool with it. And he's already it not was- cool with it. <laughs> yeah, it's training for the both of them. I mean, aside from the friends talking and calling her the fuck toy and things like that, one of them was a little bit more resistant to the whole idea. But I thought that was a fucking hot scene. I did. I really did. There was no penetration there and no one got off on anything, really. Oh, she did. Or did they? She did. Did she? Yeah. I don't remember. 
Yeah, he had his hand down there and oh, brought her to orgasm. That's when he came back, because it was them two at first, and then he came after. Because he let them have her first. Yeah, just her blood, yes. Yeah, just her her blood. Yes, he he had, one of them was drinking from her femoral from artery, her, and the other one was boob, from her boob. And her leg, yeah. And then mm-hmm. he was drinking from her neck, and then put his hand, yeah. He, he was, Pen hit yes. hand down. He was yeah. digitally, in, yeah. It was a... Uh, stimulating her until she... He brought her to orgasm with them drinking from her. That's what I... Okay, I couldn't remember. I knew there was... Obviously, there wasn't any... Well, the thing that was interesting... Because he had them not be gentle with their bites because he knows that the other vampires he might have to share her with aren't like him. Like, every time he bites her, he infuses his bite with endorphins to make her feel good. So, yes, um, And that hit her orgasmically. And that's a choice that he can make. And apparently, most vampires choose not to. They like their Mm -hmm. bite to cause pain. And, and suffering because also blood versions aren't allowed to scream or, or express any kind of emotion so they mm-hmm. have to be quiet about it otherwise they get more punishment anyway it's a whole thing which and, <laughs> yeah. so I mean come on <laughs> Um, so he wanted his friends to not only, you know, bite her and feed from her so she gets used to that happening, but he wanted them to do it not like horribly meanly, but just not gently like he does to not use the endorphins so that she could Mm -hmm. feel a painful bite and not react because that's going to have to be what happens in the future. Mm -hmm. And then... He got into because he was like, I can't let them just drink her no. blood when I want her blood, and so he get, yep. he gets involved, and then as soon as he starts trying to make her feel good, they also use the endorphins in their bites, and so it's like three times <laughs> three the times orgasmic the endorphins, endorphins <laughs> pumping through her system, and she loses fucking control, She's and like, then consciousness because they do take a fuck ton of blood. Yes, but yeah, that does happen. So is this a hot scene? <laughs> I thought it was. Um, is it? Yeah, kind of. But is it also kind of upsetting? <laughs> kind of. Oh, sure. It's a little bit of both. I mean, it's I kind of it- that. It's absolutely <laughs> what most of this book is kind of walking is that the pain and the pleasures simultaneously, mm-hmm. the submission and dominance, the the like, but the things in combination that make you hot, but also like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Am I hot? What's happening? Like, you know, they kind of draw that stuff into question, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's hot, but it's also like, okay, the thing that the thing that every time it happened in this book that took me out of it was Mm -hmm. I cannot read somebody fucking biting her nipple one more time. It is so upsetting to me. That did happen a lot. Yeah. My nipples are not okay with this line of, of reading. I guess you're supposed to assume that the endorphins make it feel better, but I don't want my... Like, at one point, he straight up said, like, like he pierced her areola, and I was like, oh, oh. my poor areola doesn't want that. And I don't care that you can, like, heal it with your blood. I just... There was just so much chomping on the boob. Like, the boob was always getting chomped on, and I was yeah. like... And then he'd fuck with it, like, later, and I'd be like, ow, it's probably it's still sensitive. sore. Leave It'll it alone. <laughs> anyway. But no, like, that scene was, and, and it wasn't even, okay, so he pleasured her once he was like, okay, I can't just go stand here and watch these guys. No, eat. he fucked up, because he's not good at he's not sharing good at her, that and that was the no. end of that, because he was like, I can't was- do this. So he failed on that one. That was his. And and, and she wasn't getting any play. Well, until later when he started, when they started pumping the endorphins in there. But just having that attention on you, I guess, you know, in a way that you don't normally. 
I don't know. It's so weird. It's such a, you're right. There's that line there. It's, there's, it's so scary to think because all they want to do is drink your blood. That's all they're doing is feeding from you. But it's arousing to have that type of attention on you. I don't I know. I see. No, I know. I see. Well, and especially because yeah. she's so comfortable in that. Like, that's the yeah. one thing that really her training at the Coventus really did for her is she's always naked. Yes. Or barely clothed. No. All her, she doesn't I, wear underwear. No, she does not. She doesn't. <laughs> at all because you're not meant to but um mm-hmm. i do want some of these dresses now i wouldn't be able to carry them off the way she can but the the <laughs> the beautifully like draped but sheer fabric dress that they mm-hmm. keep describing that she's mm-hmm. in just sounds fucking gorgeous but anyway essentially she's barely wearing clothes or she's wearing no clothes at all the time and she's just very comfortable in it and yeah. even in front of all of these guys and these vampires and these uh, you know people she has no problem with that and i think that's very empowering even though it's not it'd be more empowering if it hadn't been like brainwashed into her <laughs> sure yeah 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 it's not the same as actually it, it, owning your body and being exactly. confident in front of people naked but i liked reading about it because i could pretend like i was like oh that would be nice to be that confident <laughs> yeah to have that without the extra yeah of someone actually owning your body so for that you, is but... kind of sexy and her confidence yeah. in that and like just no shame and just being like whatever i'm naked that's cool yeah no it was definitely sad in the parts where she came to realize like well it doesn't matter because this is what i'm trained to do it's what i know yeah it's what i'm no those you know. parts were harder but then anyway so yeah we were talking about how she orgasms we got really (laughs) confused so so he does that in front of them he brings her to Mm -hmm. orgasm in front of them and they're all just all three of them i mean she passes out immediately afterwards because they've taken too much blood not too much she survives it but you know a lot of blood and then they're all three of them are just like well that she's so beautiful when she orgasms she just orgasms so beautifully and they're all really enraptured about it and i'm like they're like drunk off of that whole situation and, and it's like yeah they they the two are literally drunk on her blood yeah they like yes become super stumbling out like super messed good. up yeah <laughs> But are so but I'm just, just intrigued like, by how how do you orgasm beautifully? I wanna I don't what? Know. I have zero control about it and I'm pretty I... sure it's not pretty it's a lot of jerkiness. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is it's like, not uh, just uh, like uh, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a relaxed, beautiful wave that like visually no. you know <laughs> involves my body. You. It's a lot of like ah <laughs> I don't think I want to see my own O-face. This is why I do stuff in the dark and, like, no sound and nothing. I don't want to see anybody's face. I don't want to see or hear. (laughs) I just want to go through the motions and then go to bed. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I don't know. I I think it's funny. I mean, I liked it. I liked reading it. Oh, you know. It's a delightful thought, but I'm just like, ah, oh, no, I bet you yeah. I'm just I'm not super pretty about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think that'd be a descriptor. <laughs> Nor do I think, well, I guess it really depends. I was going to say sometimes, I was going to, do you think it's beautiful giving head? You know, she gives a lot oh, of blowjobs We need to get book. to blow fellatio because that's we like, the, like, yeah, this we have a lot the, to talk about here. There's a lot of blowjobs for humanity in this whole thing. Blowjobs here and blowjobs. I mean, he demands it a lot um, from her. He does. Well, it turns out apparently that's part of training at the mm-hmm. at the covetous covet coventus anyway. I don't know convent Whoever, wherever she was the nunnery conventus. I don't know whatever. <laughs> 
that's part of her trait. I need to move on from the word because the word is killing me now. Um, <laughs> but that's part of their training is like watching it. Because also, they are not allowed to be touched by anybody but the matron. Another lady matron is the only one who would touch them throughout their entire life up until when they are bought um, at auction because they need to stay pure. And so mm-hmm. that in one sense, that's nice because they're not abused. But they have to watch a lot of shit because they need to be they trained. Do. And how do you train a virgin on sex? Mm. Questions. I don't know. Uh-huh. But apparently it's making them watch very aggressive, violent vampire sex on their matron. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awful. Like, And it's not like like just throwing a, you know, the videotape in a VCR. <laughs> You're watching this shit live. I know. Like, <laughs> And I guess for the ones whose life is going to be like that and like aggressive and mm. violent and probably short, it's like, yeah. you got to see it now because this is how your life's probably going to go. Oh, so, man. So they it's watch rough. a lot. So she's seen blowjobs. She's seen them happen. They practice practice with objects we're assuming dildos we are assuming dildos hopefully the future still has dildos yeah vampires would still create those i think but but (laughs) we don't know (laughs) and dildo factory she's been trained perfectly for this particular sexual Mm, mm -hmm. action and she has zero fucking gag reflex and is so submissive that she will let him just put his penis all the way down her throat and block her air until he chooses to let her breathe again like did she, do they also take like diving courses <laughs> where she learns how to hold her breath she underwater must, for a long time because she's fucking holding she her breath a good for a long swimmer. time <laughs> and like to the point where like tears are coming out of her eyes as he like yeah. jams his fucking cock in her throat she throws up from eating bad food because she's used to eating really good organic food right like stuff to keep her healthy and thin and all of that stuff right plain food like plain just plain food he, so nothing he feeds flavor. her I think the food he's feeding her is still good food. It's just rich and, and has sure. flavor. Yes. Whereas her shit was plain and non-caloric. And that can make her stomach upset. Yes. I would assume that she would throw up on a whim. Well, uh, does she ever actually throw up or just have an upset no, stomach? No, no, she, uh, no. She doesn't. But I mean, like... I don't know. I guess I, she doesn't really throw up as no. much. Or any at, at all. They don't talk we don't about know. throwing up. I, she does but, mention that the food makes her stomach upset. So we don't know what that's all about other than that. No. I don't know. I just think. I'm just saying a dick down my throat would make me want to throw up a lot. <laughs> uh, it's so, it's so, frequently. Uh, it's maybe. Almost vomit. <laughs> more so than uh, rich foods. <laughs> more so. But she's really good at this and he cannot. He just loves it because she's so fucking good at it. And I think we have to talk about that because it's like happens all the time in the book it happens and a lot. there's one line that i highlighted because i like i said i read the book and listened mm-hmm. so at the the very first time when she's takes him in her mouth his head fell back on a groan of approval that i felt through every fiber of my being and i really relate to that line <laughs> because fucking blowjobs are hard as shit <laughs> they are not easy and when you get someone to actually like respond in that fashion, like uh, he like a moan or a true sign of appreciation, it fucking mm-hmm. matters. And I think, yes. and that's what I've come to realize lately is that I need that reassurance that I'm even trying because <laughs> yes. I'm trying really hard and it's not easy. And if you're fucking like, I know how you love just pure silence, but sure. if you're just sitting there silent, I don't know if this is working. And if I do it, <laughs> and what's the point? What is the fucking point? 
right? So you need to be, if it doesn't have to be words, but it has to be communicative. And so the sure. the moaning is the groan. That's, I like it. I, I highlighted that because I was like, yes. She yes. felt the approval to every fiber of her being. <laughs> okay, I get that. Right? That's a really good, yes. And uh, for me, it's more talking. Like I can yeah. I can do with the moans and mm-hmm. the groans and the, you know, like yeses every once in a while. Well, you need, uh, I don't need, yeah, you need you you that reassurance <laughs> that it's actually working, that you're still alive, that you haven't had is, a heart attack. Is this just both of us being awkward now? That's, like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like the, the natural sounds, I think, but you know, I don't. I don't need you to tell me that I'm tight and really wet, and no, that um, that's, I, we've, that I'm, we've you know, that. I'm fucking you. Yeah, no, and, and that. I mean, let's just tie it to our kiss and tell. It's at that time, well, anyway, yeah, right? We should tell. Or it. this yeah. is our kiss and tell. It's all about fellatio. fellatio, and yeah. But you're absolutely right, and I can tell you that Dan is really good about that. But he is very generous in bed, mm-hmm. much more so than you know any of my past lovers. And you're right, you do need that seal of, uh, okay, this is working, we can keep doing this, and I can just keep mm-hmm. going down on you, and it'll be fine, it'll be great. But Dan's real good about the moans and the, like, oh, yeah, 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 and stuff like that. But if, <laughs> if he starts talking too much, then that's when I'm like, okay, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I mean... So we've talked about this before, and in the past when it's come up, I've been like, ah, I give it all my best, and I never fucking accomplish it, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. anything. And of course, come to find out, the last four years, I've been trying to suck off a fucking gay dick. <laughs> so maybe the problem isn't me. <laughs> maybe the problem is that dick didn't want me. Is <laughs> that that just you know what, thinking? <laughs> You know, I can just and saying I'm, I'm that is the like the truest thing that you've ever said. But also, I don't know that even like getting your dick sucked is getting your dick sucked, right? It should be. You would think so. But I think if you are also knowing it's a partner, you're not that inter- like okay. you're just not sexually attracted to or you're just not sexually attracted to someone. right? I guess that's true. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, because I mean, even yeah no no it it, like you can be trying your best and trying to make it work and pretending like you're interested but in the essence in the core of you you're not and i think that was what i struggled with for a fucking long time and i didn't know it until now and now i'm like oh well that explains some fucking shit yeah that i mean that explains a lot can i ask you (laughs) and obviously you don't have to tell but from your last more recent sexual experience mm-hmm. has that been has that changed has that thought process changed? do you think oh, oh i am actually doing i yeah it right like it succeeded within like minutes and i was like <laughs> yes i literally sat up and was like what and he was really excited and happy and i was like well that wasn't hard <laughs> oh my god the look on your face is fucking gold <laughs> like it was really like it, <laughs> i was just yes. like i was dumbfounded like my whole <laughs> existence changed and i was like well that was delightful and quick and it didn't take like all night and my jaw didn't fall asleep and i didn't (laughs) almost vomit and he seems very happy with the end result and i'm done now and i was like well that was like it really (laughs) i was so excited i was like score (laughs) no it's total that's a 100 score now here's the thing too I think that this experience that you've had more recently that you will have again in the future with other people is probably more common than what you have had in the past for the past four years, right? (laughs) 
or let's hope I don't keep going down the same path. Well, <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> but the relationship that you had before that, the one that you had before that, before it ended badly, mm-hmm. how 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 were those blowjobs? Like how were how was his reaction to yours? I, you know, I, to I, that. Again, I felt very much like I was trying and trying and trying and trying and not succeeding. Okay. But he went really sizable. Mm. And I have a very tiny mouth and a very short <laughs> tongue and a very <laughs> quick gag reflex. So, you know. Also, I was yes. young. I mean, I don't know. Sure. Not that young, but younger. A whole fucking decade younger. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. like... You know. And you're still learning every single oh, time it always. happens. It's a different lesson and to be just learned. At that time, my react or my relationship to sex generally was very different than yeah. it is now. That was still very early in terms of you know I was had very I had a lot fewer partners and like just was you were less comfortable sure. with them with yourself with yeah, the situation. Yes, yeah. about all mm-hmm. that. And so there's a lot a lot more up in your head about am I yeah. any good at anything? You know, all kinds of stuff, but. So no, it's so I've, it's and that was a long time ago. But no, I, I was definitely much. This most most recent experience was a much more positive one for me, and I was like, <laughs> okay, all Still right, like score. Like, I'm high five. not literally the worst fucking fellatio <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay, I can do this. I I don't give blowjobs to completion. Uh, yeah, and you don't have to. Like I go, I I do it for more as so like foreplay. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get you ready for me, and then it's my turn, and then. I ride and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Very occasionally, it'll be like you can come into my mouth or whatever, mm-hmm. or my chest or or on the bed or whatever it is because I don't really like that part of it either. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like you know, I'll admit, uh, twenty minutes before we started recording this episode, right before Dan went to bed, we had a little bit of a quickie. And it started off with a blowjob and ended up with not a blowjob. And it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was great. But for I don't, I usually don't do it to completion. That's just, I do it for, for more mm-hmm. of getting it started, getting it ready to go. And I, I just, I just, I like them. They're fun. They're just, ding, ding, I know. you know, like, <laughs> you know how you feel about penises. <laughs> yes. Well, so all of that really takes me to our fun fuck fact article for this week. Because mm, mm-hmm. that's all of those are things that are in this article. Oh, cool. So this article is called 13 Blowjob Myths That Just Need to Die. It's on self.com's website. It's by Zara Barnes, uh, written March 18th, 2016. And I'm not going to read details, but so many of them are exactly things you just mentioned. So like myth, nice. number one myth, you should swallow even if you're not a fan. No, you don't want to <laughs> fucking swallow. Don't fucking swallow. Don't do like, it. Like you don't want them to come in your mouth. Then say it. You just had your mouth on their fetus and you could be like, okay, now when you're done, go over here or, you know, wherever you are comfortable with, like whatever the <laughs> situation is. Mm-hmm. But if that's, if you want to spit, fine. If you want to like move yes. it out of your way so it doesn't get in your hair, whatever. Like. That's perfect. Just Listen, be you could stop there. About it. That's all I want to hear. So, I don't so want to hear there. the rest. So already, you're fine. <laughs> Myth two: All men are obsessed with blowies. So if a dude doesn't want one, he hates you. It's not true. Mm. A lot of things about you know mm-hmm. not feeling, kind of feeling disconnected from the act when they're so far away, and guys don't. Necessarily, there could be all kinds of reasons, right? <sighs> men can be self conscious too. Absolutely, they really they're allowed. They're allowed, and they're allowed to not like something. We're allowed to exactly. not like things. They can be like, yeah, it's not my favorite. I don't really love it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. But that doesn't mean that they hate you. So right. get out of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Myth three, deep throating is key to excellent BJ, which is one I love hearing as a myth because, like I said, <laughs> I literally will vomit. I, um, I almost 
vomit brushing my teeth. Like, that's how shallow my yes. gag reflex is. If I hit my tongue too I do far, too. I am, uh, uh, I'm gagging, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, deep throating is not a possibility. I can't, it just, there's nowhere for it to go. It will cause me to vomit. Where is it going to go? Where is it going to go? <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, throw that out. If that's not, if you, mm-hmm. can, if you can do it, great. If you can't, move on. <laughs> do other things. Uh. I like it. I like it. Myth four. There's basically only one blowjob position. So this is the whole like kneeling in front. There's all kinds of other ways to go. Try out some others. Uh, Myth five. A blowjob isn't real sex. I think that's for like teenagers out there who are all like, especially teenage guys who are like, it's not sex. It's fine. I'm sorry. There's a penis in my face. That's real intimate. I'm now really intimate Mm -hmm. with your penis. (laughs) (laughs) So it's real sex. There's all of the fluids mm-hmm. are still there. You could still get a disease if you're not careful. Like, shit, it's real. Yeah. It's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still need consent to do it, so. A hundred fucking percent. Uh-huh. Miss six, it's normal for guys to push your head down. If you don't like it, tell them no. That's not normal. Yeah. Like, don't allow Punch them in the face. Well, let's maybe not produce violence. <laughs> oh, wait, we're not playing We're that. not inciting no, sorry, violence, sorry. but it's not a, <laughs> that's not a proportionate reaction. Just mention that they should stop doing that if you don't like it. <laughs> Miss seven, if your teeth touch his penis, it'll fall off. You know, just be careful, but don't freak out if a little bit happens. Uh, myth eight, you always have to perform a blowjob to completion. See? No, yep. that's a Try myth. It. You yep. can. You can do a little. You can take turns. You can use it as Rule you do for number eight. Foreplay. You can foreplay. do all kinds of things. It doesn't have to be one and only goal, right? <laughs> Awesome. Myth six, your mouth can always provide enough spit to make the act enjoyable. No, some of us have really dry mouths. Some of us can't even spit for the fucking COVID test. It's just- I don't have enough spit to do that. How the fuck am I going to have enough spit for oral? <laughs> also, we live in a very dry climate. It's very dry so, here. Um, you know, I have literally just- stopped to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> in midst of in men or I've been like, hold on, I'm out hold of, on. I'm out of liquid. I'm getting dry mouth. I gotta hold on. Let me chew some gum. Hold on, this is bad. Anyway, <laughs> ten myth ten. If your BJ skills are up to par, it should be over in a few minutes. Again, everybody's different. Mm. It could take short or long. Don't judge anything. And you can be great, and the guy cannot. So he could be not know. into something. He could be thinking about yeah. other things. Again, we all have different reasons for the way we orgasm. And, and like what, exactly. what is going on with us at any given point and you can't judge it you know that alone just the assumption that men are easy to orgasm is a harmful myth because mm-hmm. just like anyone they're gonna have days where it's easier and days where it's not yeah. myth 11 you need blowjob sorcery for uncircumcised penises <laughs> apparently they're not you know they're just different but oh my you shouldn't God, really need to, awesome. I don't know it's a thing don't be too scared I guess <laughs> give it a shot um, uh, it does say at the very end, like, just ask what they like if you are unfamiliar with that kind of penis. So Communication is Again, key, friends. Yeah. Uh, myth 12, if you give your mouth a break, you have to start from the beginning. Uh, mm. That feels kind of like truth, but okay, if it's a myth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You're, it's start. You hit the start button, it's fucking playing. Yeah. The reel is still going. <laughs> And then myth 13, you have to love giving blowjobs in order to be sexy. And no, if you don't love it, you don't love it. That doesn't mean you're less sexy. Uh, so Yeah. And apparently yeah. if you're Juliet, you're trained and perfect at it and you look beautiful every time. So Every <laughs> single time. Every single time. 
Yeah, there was uh, um, quite a bit of uh, blowjobs happening in this book, which was... Um, and yeah. a lot I mean, of he, oral. I was going to say, he, go, he goes down on her a lot, too. Yes, because yeah. he doesn't, like we said, he doesn't want to de-quote, quote, but Flower. virginize her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Deflower her. <laughs> like, we have to, you know, we're going to put aside all my feelings about that fucking topic. <laughs> Look, we're just using the quotes that are happening in the book. And, because okay? uh, that apparently is the only way to deflower her, but whatever. Um... <laughs> So he does, but he does go down on her a lot and introduces her to pleasure and orgasms. Because again, that's the one thing that she wasn't trained on at all in the Covetous was any pleasure for her. Mm Because they don't assume the vampires are going to give her pleasure. The assumption is they're going to fuck her hard and painfully until she's dead. Right. And that's what she's been trained to believe. She was expecting that. And instead, Mm -hmm. his very first interaction with her was he went down on her and she was like, whoa, what the fuck? And orgasm, and she was like, I've never experienced anything like that. Did he go down on her? Or did he just like put his finger on her? Their very, very first scene, she gave him a blowjob and then he went yeah. down on her. Oh, he went down. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just his fingers. Okay. No, no, no. He gave her full on oral. So And then many. as she was orgasming, he bit her, her femoral yes. artery. He bit her thigh mm-hmm. and took her blood. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they bone in the end. They have a, that nice fuck scene in the end. That, that scene the... is long. <laughs> long. Uh, you know? <laughs> It is. It's very long. They have the sex for a long time. Yeah, that's when he decides to deflower her. Yeah, that sounded rough. It did, but she was ready for it. She'd been wanting it for a long time. Yeah, she's ready to do this whole she, thing with him. She is. She's, she's a, all down for she's it. She's all in. I think part of some of my struggles with this book too is he has a very. I had said it in our um hundredth episode. Like, what's my least favorite mm-hmm. thing to see? And it's when the men tell you when you can and can't orgasm. Because fuck you. Yeah, I'll do what I want. <laughs> And you don't get to say shit. And he's always telling her to like wait or hold on, you know, like don't come yet. And then he's like, now come. And she does. And I'm just like, that's fucking bullshit. I just am so fucking tired of that. I hate it. I hate it. But I think it's part of like, it's supposed to be part of her training or her submission. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we have to move yeah. forward. Well, that. he still has that, you know, bit of control over it. So. I know, but, but yeah. I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You don't control that. It happens when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but um what else oh uh so so i listened to it and then i also read it I, but i started out reading it so from the first like all the way through like half of the book i read it and then i put in did the audio for the middle third or something and then i finished it off with reading it and i do have to say like in the beginning when i was reading it i was really upset because he kept calling her darling and i was like mm. fuck i hate this what is wrong with him <laughs> Um, but hearing Kale Williams in his beautiful British fucking accent oh, say darling was a different mm-hmm. story because I was reading mm-hmm. it more southern drawl darling and I was like because oh. there's nothing in the book that says he's British until like no. way way near the end where he it's actually he's fucking Roman because he's 3,000 fucking years old but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so I didn't know where he like I just assumed he was you know sounded American yeah, sure. or sounded whatever and so darling. every dar I was just like I was ready to stop reading because I was like I hate that nickname (laughs) (laughs) and then when I got to listen to the book I was like oh different oh this is better oh this is way better (laughs) no Kayla's got a sexy ass voice oh yeah yeah he does he does a fantastic job Sarah's really great too oh Sarah's amazing yeah Sarah does the other um her other books too yeah the Immortal Curse series and well I was trying to think about that we we read Blood Laws. 
We read Blood Laws. We listened, listened to, to Forbidden, Forbidden Bond. Mm-hmm. And that was Sarah. No, it was, Sarah it was Frumpkin. And who? Joel Frumpkin. Joel Frumpkin, but Sarah too, it, not Kale. It, no, no, Kale's the dude, but it didn't say that on the Audible. Sarah, oh, oh, wait, no. Was it Forbidden Bond? No, it wasn't that. What the fuck was it called? Because we don't own that It was book. Forbidden Bonds. But why is it Shit. telling me we don't have that book, but we do have that book? We do. We listen to it. <laughs> no, but Audible's just telling me what? that I need to buy it. And I was like, I don't need to buy it. I own this book. <laughs> 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 don't tell me shit then. What? I'm sitting here. I'm having a fucking... Oh, so she was... Oh, it was just a dude. It wasn't... There was no female narrator. That's what I, I thought. See, that is what... Okay, that is what Audible told me yesterday when I looked this up. Do you know what Audible is telling me today? What? <laughs> One, that we don't own this book. <laughs> Two, that it is read by Ines, Inara, Chase, and Tor Tom. What? I know. I'm having a panic attack because I don't understand. I think they re-recorded it by new people. They may have. I know that Lexi had reconstructed a lot of her, like some of her stuff but i didn't know that it went all the way down to the wait really wait for forbidden bonds <laughs> yes. that's what it says yes. well not the one that we reviewed the one we reviewed i know reviewed it was joel was frumpkin, joel frumpkin. Oh. see if i look it up okay in my library it is there narrated by joel frumpkin but in the store is a different version by different oh. people and the other one's gone we're confused we're confused do i i think it's yeah she had to have had it redone but i should own any version of it because i bought it already that's true (laughs) it is yours you purchased it (laughs) (laughs) oh i know sarah puckett's name from another book she did for us for a different author that's what i was getting that confused about i know i think she did, um, because we also do, I know we didn't, when we read the book, the first one, we uh-huh. they were not out in Audible. So that's why they we were read not. it. But yes. I have since bought the first one in Audible. Mm-hmm. And I thought she read that one. Because I remember her specifically as Stas. She's Stas. Mm-hmm. And Joel Frumkin was in that one. And then he, and at least in our version, he just read <laughs> the second <laughs> <laughs> but that one has been re- redone too because now it's kale williams and sarah i was Puckett. gonna say no it's kale and sarah for blood laws and then it's anis and tor and then sarah and troy so she keeps changing oh that's a different interesting oh. anyway this is not a oh. fascinating conversation for anybody listening to it so hold on i'm curious then i'm gonna look at elder bonds and see who's on here Kale Williams, Troy Duran. I wonder if she's going to have a whole bunch of different authors doing one book later on. That, or not authors, uh, narrators for the different characters. That would be interesting. I wonder if she's re- she's pro- she's got to be reconstructing again. That's so... I don't know what's going on. And I used to Nara Chase and Tor Tom. Okay, okay. Oh, we've just confused ourselves. That's all right. Oh, that's fine. You can do that. Yeah. This would be great editing. But mostly I was super confused because I had literally looked this up yesterday to get Joel Frumkin's name because I wanted to know if he, yeah. if I'd, I'd heard these people before, Sarah Puckett. I knew I knew Sarah Puckett, but Kale Williams I didn't think I'd heard before. And then- No, I'd never heard of for Kale me, Williams. Then as soon as I typed it into Audible today and it told me it was completely different people, I was like, am I no. stroking out? No. <laughs> 
which I actually think is really cool because I feel like we've immortalized what we were in on it in the early days. In the, in, in the early days when Lexi was, I mean, obviously she's like, I need to fix it, so she's gone and and perfected it. But we got to do like the original. Oh yeah, work which is awesome. I agree because we have the original book uh-huh. for the other series and reviewed it with a different narrator for the other book. So yeah, huh, cool. All right, well. Still a little confused, but we're good. But and aside from that, Kale and Sarah were great. Fucking great. On this book. But. Enjoyed it. As much as I love him and his accent, which is super sexy, I enjoyed, because I was already struggling with the relationship, like the, the, the power dynamics in their relationship, it was easier to read the sex scenes than it was to listen to them. Mm, okay, I can see that. Because hearing him say out loud how he loved her submission was like, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but reading it in my own head was a little easier <laughs> so it was an interesting mm-hmm. it was, I've, i haven't really done this lately i don't think for a book where i've gone back and forth between um reading and yeah and the audio well we had yeah. we had a snow day and when i was going to start the book and i just didn't feel like sitting at home and listening because normally you know i go to work and yeah. i listen you're like driving or doing other things and so and i was like well i'm just going to download the ebook and read it and then when i need to i can go to the audio cuz you know they whisper sync to each other so that's nice yeah so i might do that more in the future who knows it gives a different perspective it's very interesting and yeah like i said right now i'm just really feeling ready like eyeball eyeball ready i i wish i felt eyeball ready <laughs> All the time, but I do not. Never. <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, there's not a lot of time no. for it. So yeah. All right. Well, cool. Let's do our rating. We should do that. Close this this baby out. We should. I'm. I've got mine. Are you do you got yours? Um. Yeah. This one's a challenge for me to write. <laughs> I know. I'm not a hundred percent sure which way I, I'm gonna go. Yeah. This, so we'll mine see. is the same for both for both sex and book. Okay. And I have to do this knowing how much I love her other series, uh-huh. which is my obviously my favorite, okay. hands down. So I think I gave Forbidden Bonds a 10. I think you did too, because it is your favorite of that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gave it a 10. I gave it a 9. Yeah, th- I'm giving this one an 8 across. 8, okay. I yeah. think I will give the sex like a 7, mm-hmm. 7, 8, 7 and a half, because it is good. I really like the scene. We didn't mention it, so I'm going to mention it now just real fast. We won't go into it too much. Where she finally goes to him because she's really hard. Yes. She's really horny. He's got her all worked up, but then he left her. Yep. And she was like, oh, I just want, I just need, and she's needy, I just need release. And she needs release. And he had told uh-huh. her at the very beginning, like, just come, come to, to me, me whenever anytime. you want. What did, what word did he use? Sexual gratification. No. It wasn't that. No, it was not that. <laughs> Pleasure, pleasure, <laughs> pleasure. Come to you whenever you want pleasure. You know you're welcome. Just let it just me has know. to be reciprocal. It does have to be reciprocal, obviously. And so she wasn't going to do it because you know you don't go asking your vampire sire to pleasure you. That's not right. part of her training or anything. But mm-hmm. I think it was kind of like a test for her. And so finally one night she just she can't stand it anymore. She's laying there. She's miserable. She just wants sex or at least an orgasm. Yeah, just an orgasm. And so she goes into his room and is like, I really I I need and he makes her say it like, tell me what you want. Yeah, I want pleasure. And so then he like she basically sits on his face for a while. And I just fucking loved that scene. That scene is good. So I was hot. Okay, I've talked myself up to an eight on the sex. (laughs) uh, Because it is sexy. And and even the end is really sexy there's a lot of 
steamy she, hot sex scenes and then she writes she them well. writes them so well they're very very good they're very they're yeah yeah they're yeah good. um but for the book itself just because i can't i can't do it because it's not my favorite of the genre sure. I, it, it tests my boundaries and it's pushing a little bit further than i like i think i'm gonna just seven on the story because okay again she's a fantastic writer none mm-hmm. of that is in question with this it's not about the writing it's not about that it's more about i just am not super fond of this dom sub sure. relationship especially when they're when you take away one of the the subs free will and choice <laughs> yeah that's definitely something to hard to swallow for sure but we've got the rest of these books that are gonna yeah we'll have to see if they're all that kind of structure mm-hmm. or if there's a little bit of different power dynamics in some of the future books yeah definitely so We'll, I can't wait. We'll, we'll make a plan, and when we know one, we'll let you guys know. I can't know. wait to meet Kalina. Oh, my God. I'm so, like, worried, nervous, like, excited about this. I can't tell. <laughs> I want someone to use my name in a book. You could use my phonetic name. I mean, honestly. Come on, guys. She might, because I'm... <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion. We met her before this book was written. I mean, yes. <laughs> I kind of feel did. a little bit like it is my uh, name. <laughs> she stole it and put it in her book. <laughs> so you never know. You might be in the next one. Yeah. I'll be I'll be in somebody's book. I'm just I just know it. Yes. <laughs> cool. All right. Mm. What's up next? What's happening? So for our next book, we are going to be reading Wicked Omens by Patricia D. Eddy. This is book five of the Cursed Coven series by the Midnight Coven. And um, we're going to be featuring this book for LGBTQ plus month because it's guy on guy and it's hot and it's wonderful. So we hope that you guys join us for that. Always. That's next. We'll see you guys next time. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on social media at shdirtybooks at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Saylette. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylette. Be sure to tune in to the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>